Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, our Disney Plus podcast, where each week we take a look at another piece of content on that there Disney Plus streaming service, run through the plot bit by bit, and talk about it for, well, mostly our amusement, actually. I am joined today, as always, by co-host, the man who will no undoubtedly say mechanics now, that Evan Jordan. Mechanics. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Still don't know how to respond to it. <laughs> uh, and special guest this week, I am frankly amazed it's taken me so long to get you on the show, Nick. Me too. Uh, Nick Miller. Hi, how's it going? It's it's great to be here. Uh, you know, it's uh, love all these adoring fans. Yay! <laughs> no all oh, two of them. Oh, shoot. I forgot to turn my fan off, so we're just going to get that for the Also, it's it's good to be back. Did you guys miss me? Yeah, we we had so, fun on cause, Hamilton. Because there was a, cause there was a, there's an episode out there that I'm not on. Ironically, that was the episode I listened to for reference as to, like, what the vibe of the show is. <laughs> God, you listened to, like, oh, the yeah. most, like, shit show of an episode then. I mean, I I had a good time. It, yeah, talking Hamilton was fun with, with Ash. I, oh yeah, when, talking about Hamilton with Ashley is always is always a good time. It's a trip. Uh, we're not talking about Hamilton this week though. This no. week we are talking about 1982's. I'd like to say it was a hit, but it really wasn't. No, not Tron. even Tron. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> Tron. No, this is the first thing from a hit, man. <laughs> Dude, this movie is it is amazing. It really is. I what amazes me about Tron is just the fact that it got made. Like, I, that's I my watched... thing. I was thinking that while I was watching this, dude. I'm like, how the fuck did they pitch this to somebody? I I think it was at. I think it, I'm assuming. I don't know the timeline really, but like, I think it was at a time when Disney was kind of like not really relevant, and so they just were like, fuck it, let's see if this works. With a lot of movies. So, yeah, this um, is the most not non-Disney movie, non-Disney Disney movie I've ever watched. Oh, totally. It's like the least marketable movie. Like, how do you sell this? So Tron actually was initially supposed to be an animated movie. That makes um, so much sense. It got thrown around to a few different studios before Disney eventually took it in because um, Disney's vice president uh, for creative development was like, Yo, this test footage is awesome. Let's give this guy a chance. This could be big. This could yeah. do Star Wars numbers. It Oof. didn't do Star Wars numbers. No, not even close. <laughs> not even close. But I could see why they would think that. Because of a lot of like the color scheming and the like the spirituality of it all. It's very it definitely has those kinds of vibes. But yeah. like I don't it just like doesn't have that. It doesn't really have a clear hero. Like Flynn is like the main character, but, but Tron is the hero. But Tron, yeah, Tron's like the guy. So right. It's like, and you don't meet Tron until like forty minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Here's something really interesting, though. Um, 
the director for this movie, uh, Steven Lisberger, mm-hmm. he has directed a total of six movies. Oh, wow. Two of them being the Tron and Tron Legacy. I um, mean, Tron Legacy, he wasn't even a director, he was a producer. Right, yeah, I was going to um, say, that was actually, uh, I think it was like a music video guy. who did Yeah, he, so he did a short film for Cosmic Cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, a television film called Animal Olympics, uh, Tron, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Pursuit after that. Oh, wow. And then Slipstream in 1989. I have heard of none of those films. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. Um, uh, this guy. But yeah, this movie is he... absolutely incredible in all aspects, both in production and just how it was received. Oh, yeah. It's a it's an oddity. I When I started wa- first started watching this, I was like, first of all i was like man i don't know if i'm gonna like this was my initial impression like the first 15 20 minutes i'm like i don't know about this movie and then like at the further it got the more i was kind of like for some weird reason i care about what's happening right now and and then and then the longer i watched it i was like i I think i like this movie (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the club Yeah, Tron is one of those weird ones like that. Uh, Let's jump into the numbers here really quickly. Um, As I mentioned, directed by Steven Lisberger, who also wrote the screenplay, Uh um, starring Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxlater, David Warner, Cindy Morgan, and Bernard Hughes, released July 9th, 1982, with a runtime of 96 minutes, a budget of $17 million, and a box office of $50 million. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I have to um... cough right then. Yeah, that's uh, not Star Wars numbers. Not at all. (laughs) Um, all. There's a few really interesting things about Tron, and I'll sprinkle them here throughout the episode. But one thing I really recommend to do if you watch this movie and enjoy this movie, and you have Disney+, Plus, check out Prop Culture. Um, The second episode of this show is on Tron. And they show off a bunch of the different props. They, um, I won't spoil all of the stuff they show, but one of the coolest things they do is during the episode, they restore the, uh, neon sign from Flint's arcade. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. That sign's so cool. I love the use of like neon outlines on stuff in this. Like when they're flying the helicopters and they all have like the strip lights yes. on them and stuff like that yeah, all looks super yeah. cool. That's one of my, that's one of my notes from watching the movie is the NCOM helicopter looks dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would fly around that thing at night exclusively. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, I, I feel that. like that was easy to achieve, right? They just put strips of lights on a regular <laughs> helicopter, but it looked fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love how they make the, um, they make the reality look as boxy and as digital as the virtual world. Oh, yeah. And really kind of compare and contrast there. Well, I think it's also, like, a really... It does a really good job of, like, kind of, like, low-key vilifying corporate America. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it very much is, like... I, I kind of... I say... I have this in my notes, but it, it, it has a very strong, like, point... Very pointed thing about, like, tech companies kind of forcing out the old guard of tech from, like, the 70s once these companies actually started to make a profit. 
and that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah, totally. Literally, 100%. Apple, yeah, Microsoft. Apple. I was gonna say, yeah, like it felt very pointed towards Apple. Dude, it's it's crazy looking at tech companies just because so many of them did it. Like, Microsoft is probably one of the biggest ones that has done it with Bill Gates, mm. Steve Jobs, obviously. Oh, of course. Like, literally, look at any tech company, and it's happened. Yeah. Um, this speaking of tech though, this movie is super interesting in regards to the um, Academy Awards. Um, it received mm-hmm. an Academy Award for technical achievement. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years after it was released. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when the movie came out, uh, the Academy refused to nominate it for best visual effects. Because um, at the time, just for just to get an idea of where this movie was in time. They considered using computers to make infects cheating. Yep. What? Yeah. That sounds like the Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to have eaten their words. Oh, totally. And I mean, I think it just goes to show that this movie, just how, how far ahead this movie was in terms of visual effects. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, and Griffin and I were talking about this um before the show like it really like it kind it kind of had it kind of had to create like certain things in order to make this movie happen yeah for sure yeah a lot of that fell onto their concept artists for this one which is another really interesting thing about this movie is sid mead he's the concept artist for it uh and he's like if you've seen a major um like sci-fi um, movie he's probably done the artwork the concept art for it for it mm. just looking through some of his uh his credits here star trek the original star trek movie blade runner tron aliens time cop mission impossible 3 elysium 2040 blade runner 2049 oh, um, yeah. did time cop he did time cop bro what's really cool is that the um the AT-ATs from star wars mm-hmm. are actually based on some of his art Oh wow! Oh sweet. So like, this this guy is big time. Yeah, yeah. He's also just some of the stuff he's designed is cool, especially from Blade Runner. Man, yeah. I love Blade Runner. Another uh, <laughs> one little one little thing I, I one of like the two fun facts I have about this movie is the score is by uh, Wendy Carlos, who is one of like the first like openly trans composers. Which oh, I nice. find super, super cool, especially yeah. in the 80s. Like, that's just, that's so wild to think back then. Right. Because, yeah, she did some, like, she had some major freaking movies, man. Oh, yeah, totally. She did uh, Clockwork Orange, um, The Thing, I think she man, worked on as thing? well. The Thing? No way. She, yeah, I know that's... she did The Shining. Oh, it might yeah, be The, the Shining. Shining. I might, it's The I Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's that's dope. Shining's dope. Yeah. So yeah, she she has a because really I was gonna say cool Ennio Morricone was the was the thing I think. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So she has like a really like I mean a plus resume. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Most definitely. All right. I, I feel like we've talked that... about this um a good amount. What do you guys say we jump into the plot, or do you Let's have do more to say? No, no. I mean, Evan. 
I was just gonna say that I think the that uh, the visual effects. It's almost like you can tell that they made certain things look the way they did because of a lack of technology at the time, but it almost doesn't like watching it. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like a whole ass like aesthetic, you know, like it doesn't feel like they did this because they, I don't know. It's aged well is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Oh yeah, really? It really has better than a lot of other eighties movies. For sure, I'm, like I'm it really feels more like an aesthetic too. choice than a than a lack of like then oh the effects weren't good you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evan, I'm curious, and this is I'll, so I'll ask you this: just while shot in the dark, how do you think they did the costuming for this movie? Uh, I don't know because when I was watching it, I noticed that sometimes like. You see the the face moving, but the costume almost feels like a static drawing over the top of that. Mm. But so they it, but did I... actually have the costuming. Um, so what it is is, it's the normal costume. The helmets are actually hockey helmets, white hockey helmets, and all of ah. the lighting and stuff is done with black tape. Really? Okay. Yeah. So again, we were talking about this before the show. Um, the movie's shot in black and white when they're in um, the digital space. Right. And they color um, a certain parts of it afterwards? or So they rotoscope it. Um, do you know what rotoscoping is? No. So rotoscoping is the type of animation that's used where you can take, like, you'll take a video and then you can kind of trace it and figure out your anatomy from that. And you do that for every single frame. Oh, so in like they case, like like Richard Linklater did with like uh, Waking Life and uh, Scanner Darkly. That's what that is, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, in yeah, this yeah. case, they did a form of rotoscoping through a machine where they isolated like the face, the eyes, the black lines. Yeah, I was gonna say because this is way cleaner than his. His looks more way, like hand drawn, and maybe that was just an aesthetic choice when they were doing it. But this looks so this way one cleaner. they used a machine to do it. Yeah, so that um, makes sense then. That's why. But every single frame of this movie had to be rotoscoped. That's crazy. Um, oh, man. And so, yeah, so they isolated the body to get a look for that, the uh, the black lines, the background, so they could get the backgrounds they wanted in there. They Because all of the backgrounds are computer-generated when they're in the digital space. Right. It's just, it's so cool to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this movie, like, for the 80s, is just a feat. Like... It's just amazing. Because, yeah, they, I think they they pitched it and started working on it in 1980. Yeah. And it was released only two years later. <laughs> That's, so somebody, or some group, some team of people, like, just busted their butts. Yeah. To make this movie happen. And that's that's worthy of respect on its own. Uh, I, I guess I before we jump into the plot, I, I will say my personal history with this movie is kind of weird um, in that I discovered it in one of those like VH1, like remember the 80s kind of things. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. And, OK. Yeah. They had like a compilation of like random 80s movies. And there was a clip of this where Tron like throws his disc and like derezes another person. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, this looks so cool. And I just, like, I sought it 
out like for like a couple months like trying to find the name and when i finally found it i was like all i want for my birthday is tron like (laughs) tron tron everything like uh, the video games the movies the every and this was before legacy came out so i was just like everything i can find and like uh, tron 2.0 the first person shooter game which is oh my god criminally underrated i will say um somehow we always find our way back to license video games on this show yeah that really does come up a lot (laughs) but it's a licensed video game that's good that's the thing well speaking of like the way that i found out about tron was the original tron arcade cabinet oh okay which is super rare right now oh yeah i i got to play one of it actually at like a history of video games exhibition um, yeah, I got to do the same. I think at, it was at uh, OMSI. At OMSI, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. The Oregon Museum of Science and Innovation. Yeah. Because I, real- I I consistently forget not everyone who watches the show is from Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very, very cool museum, uh, typically for kids. But um... but we can have our fun, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... And so, yeah, I, I saw the cabinet there. And I was like, <gasps> I must play. <laughs> got my ass kicked in light bikes yeah see i had, I had heard of tron before and like i knew like the general concept but i was just like i had never gotten around to watching it you know or playing any of this stuff no, i do yeah. remember listening to the uh the legacy soundtrack a lot though in high school just but i liked daft punk oh yeah this, oh. that soundtrack is great it, we will we'll, get to that yeah we'll get to that i have i have things to say about the daft punk soundtrack all positive we are noodling now all positive yeah so i'm gonna jump us into the plot sounds good of course each and every week we take a look at the plot of the movie breaking it down bit by bit so if you want no spoilers for this movie and want to go see it hop out now i feel like we've done a good job so far of not being super spoilery yeah no yeah go check it out now spoiler time boys okay so this movie starts in the digital space. Totally forgot that it started there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's happening? Well, Kevin Flynn is hacking into some system. We don't really know, but eventually we'll realize it's NCOM. It's, of course, it's NCOM. Um, yeah. Hacking in with Clue. Um, forgetting the name of it, but it was something likeness, something or other. Uh, yeah, computerized likeness something. I'm not sure. Yeah, it... Oh, Codified Likeness Utility. There it is. There it is. Uh, he's hacking there's a, there there's actually quite a few... Uh, uh, what is it? An anagram? Yeah. Anagrams. Abbreviations? Abbreviations. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Why did I call it an anagram? That's so fucking weird. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that just shows where I'm going to I mean, dude, there's a character named Ram. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I have I have thoughts on Ram. We'll get to that. And <laughs> they like, drink Tron from a, abbreviation too. They drink from a pool of power like it's fucking cocaine. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I love that scene so much. And I So you guys realize that's a data stream. Yeah. I I was gonna say when we got to that plot point, fun fact, the stuff they're drinking is G Fuel, actually. <laughs> right, <thank you>. Okay. <laughs> we're we're so far before that yeah, though. We are, yeah. Uh he's hacking in to Ancom. Uh, Clue is shooting down these thing, these 
some ships in his tank with our boy Bit, who is the best character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bit so much. It's just, it's such a coder joke that, of course, he's a Bit. He can only talk in binary. I yeah. love it so much. Yes. Um, he's hacking in, he's hacking in, but eventually gets stopped. Uh, Clue gets overrun and captured and eventually killed by the master control program and his underling who is also kind of the real big bad of all of this sark commander sark yeah i'm not gonna lie when this movie first started i thought this was real weird i was like i was like so there's a computer like an ai that's like a person and it's yeah, like, MCP, yeah. yeah, and I was so, and I was real like, I was like, this is, I'm trying to wrap my head around all this. It was a lot to yeah. take in at first, but then I like, oh, yeah. I rolled with it once away. I like, yeah. But once you get into it, it makes more sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They certainly throw you right in there. Um, yeah. I was going to say like, I, I've always wondered about the MCP is like, so he's like self-aware or they is, they are self-aware. Yeah. Like, it definitely yes. kind of... I get that vibe. Like, it's kind of like a Skynet situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it wants to get access to, like, all of the defense programs and, like, protocols. And I feel like it's it's definitely kind of like a going to start a nuclear war type situation. Yeah, it was like an AI that they taught... Like, they programmed so that it could learn, right? Or whatever. So, yeah. it like... And then it eventually just got, like, real smart. So smart. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, Ed Dillinger was the one to program the master control program. Hmm. Um, who he is the senior executive vice president. Man, that's a stupid fucking title. Yes, of yes. Um, senior executive. Um, but yeah, his whole thing was he used the MCP to steal the games that Flynn had made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To sell them with Encom to like bring himself up in the company. Right. Um, yeah. The MCP was designed just to control these games. Um, but as they fed it more and more and more, it became sentient. Mm-hmm. It started wanting more and more and more, you know, corporate greed. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and eventually it started just pulling from other places, becoming more and more powerful. Um, at MCOM, they realized that there has been a hack and they shut down the grid to anyone or they shut down their programs to anyone with uh, level seven access, mm-hmm. including Alan Bradley, uh, who is a man working on the Tron program. Uh, and he's got some program. really tasty popcorn. He really does. I, th- <laughs> Why was that line in this? Movie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> hey, Alan, can I have some popcorn? Like, like yeah, sure. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about that line is the way that um, Alan responds shows how unnecessary it was. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, and they actually, in the Tron 2.0, the video game, they have a reference to that in the beginning, like the intro cutscene, um, where you play as the son of Alan Bradley. And you're, you're in like the break room of NCOM. And this uh, guy walks in and he just goes, hey, do you think your dad would mind if I had some of his popcorn? <laughs> and, it's, and it's like the same interaction, basically. That's, that's great. That's What's funny. interesting about that one scene, though, um, is a thing called... Do you guys know what matte paintings are? Yeah. 
Evan? No, what? What is? I'm sorry. Can we? What? Monolith Productions made a fucking Tron video game. Wait, I'm what? just. I just looked mm-hmm. up Tron 2.0 that he's talking about. That was Monolith yeah. that made that. Was that was Monolith. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great game. Like it is a fantastic video game. I honestly might boot this thing up later now. Right. It's on Steam. Um, is it on Steam? I'm gonna buy it's this on game. Steam, yeah. It's like every... five bucks. Oh yeah, I'm... for sure then. I swear, every single time I um I hop onto this goddamn Discord channel, <laughs> I end up on the Steam store buying something. <laughs> yeah, it's ten bucks. That's yeah, that's it worth it. Yeah. Like okay. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, that, I sidebarred us real hard, but I just Googled this game just to see what Tron Two Point was. Cause, like I never heard of this, and then I was like, okay, an FPS game that that Monolith made. I'm here for it. Yeah. All right, so bringing it's... it back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what Evan, do I know what what is? A matte painting. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to res- say it just in case. Um, matte paintings were essentially background art. Um, they were used by movies to show things that they just they couldn't actually create in the real world. Um, they were super, super popular to use in the time that this movie was made. The only matte painting used in this entire movie is that scene. Yeah, that's what they made all the backgrounds out of for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it, it's so crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. They shot that in New Zealand. Dude, I don't watch Lord of the Rings. I have never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> what? You know this, Nick. No, I didn't know that. I thought you just didn't like them. Oh, no, I just crap on them because you like them. I was like, how the <sighs> fuck did he not at least giggle? Because I thought that was funny. <laughs> I've never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. And then he was like, he was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah, sure. That's what New Zealand looks like. uh, I know how I'm tweeting about this episode now. I I love, (laughs) I love those movies more than I love myself. (laughs) Like, you need to see them. Yeah, they're good. They're good. You don't have to watch The Hobbit. Walking around, not doing shit. But watch The Lord of the Rings, the three Lord of the Rings movies. You don't have to watch The Hobbit, but... You know. Yeah, don't watch You're... The Hobbit. But, but but Lord of the Rings is the shit. So the only Hobbit, the only uh, Lord of the Rings things I've ever seen is the first Hobbit movie. Oh my god, I am I am upset. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Not really. No, you're not. I have better things to watch with my time. No, you don't. I just had to watch Tron. I mean. There is no universe where Tron is better than Lord of the Rings. I love this movie, but no. <laughs> By the way, we're not even through the first 15 minutes of this we movie. We are not. Yet. No, let's keep yeah. it rolling. Um, uh, Alan gets all upset, so he goes down to... Uh, goes up to talk with uh, Dillinger, who's like, we're security measures. Just, just don't worry about it for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan's kind of pissed about it rightfully so he, can't, he literally can't do anything on this project for the next two days yeah um so he goes down and hangs out with his girlfriend laura baines who is an engineer working on a digitizing laser yeah and with, i i have thoughts on this digitizing laser but keep going with a with, I, I, I actually have a, a problem with it <laughs> my big thing about this is why isn't this a bigger deal like you can they're literally they took a they took organic matter and computerized it like how how is this not like front page news 
I think my, it was like a my discrepancy with it is when they shot the thing off to test it with the orange, it took yeah. this bitch all of at least five minutes to like warm up, pressurize, and fire off. But when the MCP wanted to digitize our boy, it took two <laughs> seconds and they fired it off yeah. at him. Yeah, movie yeah. magic. Yeah, it's it's one of those like we just got to get to the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of, I'm gonna force us to the digital realm now. Um, uh, what? There's so much we have to get through. Okay, I'll force us to the arcade at least. Okay, one more thing I I do want to say damn it. is there. Okay, no, hold on. Just when Alan and Laura <laughs> are walking walking out of the laser laser zone, and they're going to like his van or whatever. Which why does he have a van? But, like, whatever. It's the income and, van. I guess. But, like, there's, like, this <laughs> scene of, like, high-key slut-shaming when when Alan's, like, he had access to you, too. And it's, like, bro, fuck you. Like, Oh, yeah, you he ain't... totally does do that. Yeah, like, he does. You're right. Like, bro, you ain't shit. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, as they're walking out there, they're talking about how there has been this breach. They're both, like, yeah, it was Flynn. Um, yeah, oh yeah they're like, no they're doubt. like clearly it was him <laughs> yeah um, they knew so immediately they go to they who go got to screwed by this company they go to flynn's arcade yeah which the most unrealistic thing is that a someone as good looking as jeff bridges is running an arcade seriously <laughs> and b that many people were huddled around him at a single arcade cabinet. That's in this I, tiny arcade. I literally made a note about this. Okay, so I just my whole thing is like I have a tough time believing that arcades were ever this popular. Hear me out. Bring back arcades. Let's do this thing. I mean, I arcades mean, I, are yeah. cool, but like I remember dude. going to them a bunch as a kid. But also, I lived in a small town, and like, what else were you gonna do? Smoke crack. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's video games or crap. That's just how it is. You know, sometimes both. We sometimes so we go to the bowling alley that had like an arcade in it, and we would go bowling and uh, like breathe in all the secondhand cigarette smoke, and then go to the arcade. <laughs> yeah. Dude, for me, the the two arcades that I would go to as a kid, and I guarantee that Nick knows both of these. Probably one of them was in a movie theater. Uh, Oregon City. Yes. Hilltop. Uh, Hilltop. And it is it was like it wasn't great, but it had Hydro Turbo. It did, and it had Star Wars. It did. Yeah. So uh that and was the other selling. The other one I went to was where I would play the Fast and Furious game all the time. Oh no. Ultra Zone. It was yeah, Ultra Zone. half arcade, half laser tag. Yeah. Had it the, had like an a great like Friday night deal. Where, you know, if you, like, were a loser like me, you would go there on Friday nights. It was great. Uh, I would make fun of you for that, but I also did that. And uh, I kind of we never ran into each other. Honestly, me too. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, uh, they go there and talk to Flynn. Flynn kind of explains to them the whole situation of why he left uh, and what happened with Dillinger, him stealing the files. He's been looking right. for these files, but they are nowhere to be found. They're like, well, hey, you might be able to find them. We're like, we've come here to warn you and to tell you to stop. But we're totally going to support you in now <laughs> in hacking into this multi-billion dollar company. 
Um, what what can we do to help you? Oh, I know. Let's take you to the building and let you hack in in like the top secret <laughs> experimental digitizing laser lab. Because we think this is yeah. a good idea. And then after we get you in there, we're gonna fucking leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> With all this this dangerous high dollar stuff. She literally says, "This is my life. This is my work. life's work. Don't break yeah. it." And then walks away. And I'm like, that's, you shouldn't say that as you exit a room, you know, like, yeah. what, why? Like, should you be exiting that room if you're saying that on the way out? Like, isn't there like an empty cubicle he could have taken? Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. Also, I One... wanted to say like the big computer rooms with all the worrying and all of that, that they sneak through before they get to the laser room. Um, it looks like a laundromat almost. I have seen rooms that are still like that to this day. <laughs> That's fair. And I just don't know why they don't update their tech. Since Nick sent me down this rabbit hole, it's only fair that I say, if you're listening to this episode right now, do yourself a favor. Go look up the cover art for, for Tron Deadly Discs on the Intellivision. You won't regret it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Anyways, um, while he's doing that, um, what's his fuck, uh... Bradley, is, Al, Al, I've already forgotten names. Al Lynn is like, he's going to unlock his Tron program and shove it in there to help him uh, doing it as a six level act so that um, they can actually get through. And um, Flynn goes to hack in and the MCP is like, listen here, motherfucker, you ain't going to fuck with me. Um, and digitizes him in. Yep. Man, that master control program was prepared. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even, you know how in, like, action movies where it's, like, a real drawn-out, like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, like, MCP, not yeah, fucking no, he around, just does it. you know? No. Uh, no, he, like, he, like, got to two. He didn't even say one, and he <laughs> shot it. And at this point, we are now finally a third hey. of the way through this movie. <laughs> um, so what happens here? Well, Alan is now in the digital space in, like, the full Tron outfit that you'd expect to see. Um, he's there, laser, cyberspace. Super cool scene of him, like, going the, like, kaleidoscope-looking thing as they're entering mm -hmm. the digital space. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, cool. That's all hand-animated. What? That part was hand-animated. So they had to animate each individual piece separately. So either... There's, there's two ways of going about this. Um... I'm pretty sure it was hand animated. The only other way to go about this is about seven, no, 500 to 700 lines of code. Um, Oof. Because mind you, this is what I've been studying mm -hmm. for the last four years. Like, I know how to make that stuff. It's hard as shit. It takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, actually, that's one of the things I really like about this movie is that logically, I know how they're making yeah. all of these things. And it's still yeah no me. it's it's cool like knowing how the sausage is made isn't a turn off for once yeah yeah it's yeah there's a few what special a properties fucking that are like weird that. metaphor yeah. I like <laughs> sorry, it. sorry that was the first thing that came to mind <laughs> um, no I like it I'm here don't for all how the, the weird stuff I know you didn't that. get to listen to the episode, any episodes with me on it to prep right. you for this, but I'm 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 here for okay. the weird. I'm glad because uh, that's how I I just kind of go. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't sent us on a three minute 
exposition on spitting yarn or some shit. <laughs> Holy crap, my dog just dropped off the, jumped off the bed and scared the uh, shit you know, out of me. I just heard a thump behind me. It was worse. Well, the dog. The dog's All the right. host now. Goodbye, Griffin. You thought she got digitized, huh? <laughs> well, now that my mini heart attack is over. Um, we learned here um, the Master Control Program talks to Sark a little bit here, saying he sent him yet another um, competitor, sending him a user this time. Sark is totally shocked that the, the yeah. users are real. I, I love um, his, like fear of users i i think that's something that was like totally underexplored in this movie i I feel like they should have done more with that but um i I love his reaction just like oh a user it's something so cool between this and the second movie of how they treat Mm -hmm. users in this one there's like it's it's such a complex thing yeah where it's like a voldemort type thing like you don't talk about that shit we're re- we revere them, but also we don't know. They created us. We don't know what they're yeah, fully yeah. capable of. And they just, like, I love, like, later um, on in the movie um, when Tron is like, oh, so you're a user. So everything you do is, like, according to some plan. And Flynn's like, nah, dude. I'm, I'm making just it up as it. I go. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that about Flynn. I, I, Flynn is a great protagonist. Yeah. Um, um, just because like yeah, he's not sure. really like he's really not a hero he's just like he's doing this entirely for selfish reasons but like i like that he a he learns to care about what's going on within the company but also he cares about like his friends you know he's just yeah, a likable charming cool. dude too. although there's a Really weird scene with him and Yori. Yeah. Later we'll on get in this there. movie that we'll get to. Um. So yeah. So uh, Alan gets kidnapped. Well, not kidnapped. He gets abducted essentially by and put I... together with a bunch of other imprisoned oh, Flynn, programs. Yeah. Yeah, Flynn. Yeah, yeah I said Sorry. Alan, didn't I? Um. Here he meets Ram and Tron. Finally, forty minutes yep. into this movie. Tron, who just happens to look exactly to- like no, Alan. Totally coincidental. Just without the ridiculously huge glasses. Oh, yeah. Those those glasses are something else. <laughs> Which, can I just say that I love that both him and, uh, his, and Laura oh, yeah, both have yeah. them. <laughs> and they're just totally distracting whenever you see them. It's the 80s, man. Like, <laughs> like, you can try to make them unattractive, but we know they're both beautiful. Like... Just stop. This is just <laughs> let it happen. We all understand. Like we get, you're gonna make all of them wear hockey yeah, helmets, like, but still, like they're beautiful actors. Just like let them be beautiful actors. Let it happen. Um. So yeah, he gets kidnapped and meets those two. Uh, eventually, getting thrown into the games. Sark's kind of motive here, given to him by the MCP, his plan is to play with him make him think he's gonna win and then destroy him and thus destroying his spirit you know basic bad guy shit it's a very it's a very Um, like grand moff tarkin type speech like you know crush the spirits that kind of classic bad guy thing it very much is and like i guess at the time that this this is kind of normal 
like looking back. Uh, yeah, this is like very like this is like peak Star Wars obsession. Like I I think this was before Return of the Jedi came out, so everybody was just trying to be Star Wars. And right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. It... No, no. I'm yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, in the games here, we see the uh, the ball throwing and catching yeah. game. I don't actually know the name of that game, yeah, but it was yeah. cool. It's that was one that, that was. There's some pretty pretty creative ideas in the actual games. I think uh, we'll get to it with Legacy, but like I feel something I feel like they didn't quite do in Legacy. But yeah, I think. Yeah, they just they, they kind of kept it to yeah. the two. Classic. Yeah, there's nothing which wrong makes sense. with that. Um, and we'll get there. And there actually is a very good oh, reason sure. for why. Um. So, yeah, so there's the Ball Throne game. Uh, there's a couple other games that we see here throughout it. Um, Did Rocket League take inspiration from this, by the way, for Drop Shot? Have you guys ever played that mode? No. Drop Shot and Rocket League? It's literally you bounce the ball around the room, and if it hits the tiles on their side, it knocks oh. them out, and then they yeah, fall. Yeah, I wouldn't Maybe. be shocked. Because um, that's totally what happens here. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was I was watching it and I was wondering like, did somebody who was a dev for Rocket League like say, hey, let's make this a mode in our game? <laughs> Probably so had to be. About, let's talk about the four actual okay. games here for a second. There's four games in this movie. There is yeah. the Tanks, which is seen as a game that's what Flynn is playing when he's getting the highest score. Um, there's mm-hmm. this one. There's Disc Fighting, which isn't really a game. Yeah, that's just that's just so fighting much to as yeah. I want to stay alive. That's just gladiatorial combat. Um, like that's not a game. That's exactly what it is. yeah. And then there's of course <laughs> uh, the light bikes, which are the dude, coolest. Light bikes thing. are just like they could have just been that scene, and I would have been happy. Like the rest of the movie, I would have oh, taken yeah, an hour totally. and a half of that. Um. So yeah. So Flynn uh, wins, and the other guy who has a name, but honestly, is so Ram? unimportant that I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> No, oh, the other guy. the uh, the accounting program. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's hanging on the edge, and Flynn refuses to kill him. Um, Sark then is like, "Ha ha, just wait and see," and kills him anyways. Um, goes to kill Flynn, but the MCP stops him. He's put back in jail, or sorry, no. From there, he's immediately sent over, sent back to jail, and then immediately into the light yeah. cycle match. Um. Where uh, Flynn, Tron, and Ram fight their way through their guys and eventually escape. Um, my favorite part of this is uh, Flynn and Ram working together to yeah, take yeah. out the one guy. Like Tron oh, takes yeah, out two yeah. guys, but they have to—they both take out this one. Um, <clears throat> there is though throughout that, I think one of the guys rammed into the wall. A crack was made in the wall, and they get out of it escaping um along at their escape they stop for a second at a data stream g fuel uh drink from it it has to be it's, it's g fuel like that. just, it is what it is i mean they literally treat it like it's yeah, a drug do. and they and then later they're like coming down from it right and they pass That's, out yeah that is exactly what happens here um they stop there and chat for a little bit, and we kind of learn a little bit more about them, about Tron. He fights for the users. You're going to remember that sentence. And I love that. 
I love that the very first time we meet Tron, that's Tron. He fights for the users. <laughs> that's the, that's that's the very first thing we hear about. Yeah. It's the only it's thing like, he has. I just imagine, like, programs, like, are talking behind his back, and they're just like, oh, did you meet Tron? Yeah, you, the guy who fights for the users? Oh, did he tell you about the Z users? It's like, every day we're about the fucking <laughs> users, man. <laughs> and he's like, my favorite thing here is that Flynn says yeah. Alan's name. He's like, how yeah. do you know that name? And we make fun of Batman v Superman for it, but we're going to That's because in Batman here. v Superman, it was stupid. <laughs> anyway yeah no we could go on a whole today. thing oh yeah we'll do it eventually we um square off about that movie. now so they go up they're running away um and tanks and ships start to chase them they take a hard right turn and the tanks end up uh hitting each other Got off it. of a cliff but the ships end up shooting at them causing flint and ram yeah. to crash separating them from Tron. Here we kind of start to get another good old-fashioned dual mm -hmm. plane of action. Um, Tron goes on to meet up with... Uh, Yari. Oh, what? Yari, yeah, thank you. With Yori, where where Flynn and uh, Ram kind of just try to figure out what the hell yeah, is going on. Yeah, and this is the scene <laughs> um, where we get... Or eventually we get the bit. Yeah, this is where we get the bit. So, we'll do. Um, this is where Griffin's memory okay. goes to shit. And this is where I. This uh, is where I can fill action. in the blanks if you need. I've seen this movie more times than I can. Well, count. so the way we're gonna do this. So it bounces back. It bounces back and yeah. forth between the two. Here, but I'm just gonna <coughs> do all and then the other because, yeah. frankly, it's easier. Uh, so Flint, so, Tron meets up with Yori. Uh, they go off to talk about what's happening. Uh, they go to, I forget the name of yeah. the place, but it's where they talk with yeah, the users. Yeah, Dumont. They go to uh, the I.O. Tower. Dumont. Um, yeah. And where we really get a lot of the spirituality of this movie, where it's like talking to the users is seen as like, it's basically like their form of prayer almost. Yeah. This, well, like even Dumont's oh, yeah. outfit, like. This is clearly a church. Yeah, a it's very like Pope inspired, something. like the big hat and the long robe, that whole thing. Oh yeah, um, here um, at that point, the MCP realizes what's happening and they're going after Tron. Um, they don't end up catching him and Yori, but they do end yep. up taking Dumon. Meanwhile, uh, Flynn and Ram are figuring out their crap. Yeah. Rip, Ram um, is uh, so yeah. Ram is like basically down for the count. Yeah, uh, Flynn <laughs> ends up healing him a little yeah. bit. Um, what ends up doing that he ends up doing though is uh, because Flynn's a programmer and you know because he built all this stuff, he can manipulate the mainframe. <laughs> uh, so he uses that knowledge. Um, to rebuild the ship that they're mm. hiding in um at this point you know because he just exhibited literal <laughs> god powers i i um. love it I, he's just he is just god <laughs> oh my god he implemented yeah, god he mode. did <laughs> he implemented god mode um ram realizes he's a unit a uh, user 
uh, and tells him that he needs to go find Tron and help him right. free the system. Uh, until he and then he ends up dying, or well, in this yeah. world it's called Rip Ram. Ram. We barely knew ya. So he flies after them. <laughs> we get some fun scenes here with Bit. Uh, and then Bit kind of just just fucks off yeah, the rest of the movie. I mean, I think too <laughs> much Bit would have been annoying. Honestly. Yeah. I want a movie no, around don't. Bit. Damn it. Too much Bit wouldn't have been a wouldn't have been a yeah. good bit. But <laughs> I'm just I'm um, just jealous that. Nah, I didn't Bit think is the kind of. <laughs> Honestly, Bit was an attempt to oh, become totally. too. Um, but they couldn't figure out a way to make him as sassy and wonderful. I, th- as I think it was plenty sassy. I liked the. I liked when he's like, "Oh, another mouth to feed," and he's like, "Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes." <laughs> yeah, like he's exactly. laughing at him. No, like, oh, he's got his sass, but very few characters are on the level of That's sass true. that R two. That's is true. R two is iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go, Yori, um, Tron, and Yori are now going to go ask, try to get to the Master Control Program's like main data hub. It's where the MCP lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been given the information by Alan to destroy the MCP. Uh, Flynn finally meets up with them, having um, he had disguised himself as one of Sark's soldiers and kind of just. Yeah, just a casual him. god mode power. Mm-hmm. Like, not even god mode. Yeah, just so he just, luck. like, touches the guy and turns red, and it's like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which will come back around in the, uh, in the second movie in a freaking hilarious moment. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, I know what that you're That I love. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's a, a lot about these movies speaks to the yeah. programmer in me. Um. They capture one of the uh, solar sailors, they hijack it, to reach the MCP's right. core. However, um, Sark's command ship is going after them and blows it to yeah. holy hell and back. Um, they capture Flint and Yori, and they both think that Tron mm-hmm. is kaput. And frankly, it's amazing yeah. that Tron survived that. It really is. One thing I will say that kind of bothered me in this whole sequence is when they're flying away in the solar sailor and there's a scene where they're like, Oh no, if we get captured by these little, like those spider things with like cannons on their fronts, you know, those, you remember that scene? It's like a blink and you miss it scene. Mm -hmm. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Totally out of nowhere because it never comes back. Like there's like, yeah, they never have to worry. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, never mentioned just like, again. If we get caught by those things, we've had it, and then they're gone from the movie. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even think is... about that until you pointed this. I don't. Yeah, like that, that was now. on viewing number three where I noticed that. Um, and th- I think this is also the point where they What's kiss. That? Is this also the point where Flynn and Yori kiss? And it feels no, really that's later. Weird. But, okay, oh, well, yeah, I forgot to mention, um, there's, uh, I wanted to mention this. There is a deleted scene where Tron and Yori bone, and it's like, and I remember I was watching a documentary about the making of, and they were just like, yeah, there was going to be, like, this romance scene, and there's going to be, like, a morning after sequence, 
whole thing and they were just like but it just would have killed the pacing and that's why we didn't include it i was like really that's why you didn't include it it would have killed the pacing not the fact that i watched the deleted scene it's really awkward and it's and it's just like this right. serves no functional purpose for the movie like this and right. like it just i don't know it's just kind of would have been it would have been incredibly weird yeah yeah, I'm happy if, that's not it in probably here. felt real gratuitous. It wasn't really gratuitous. Know? It was just like, like, why you went? Yeah, it unnecessary. Just was totally unnecessary. Like we know they're romantically involved. Like we we can totally tell that. Like we don't need that sequence. Yeah, it sounds like the kind of thing if that if it was input because I haven't seen yeah. the actual scene. It sounds like if it was in the actual movie, we probably would have spent a good fifteen minutes just making fun. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Was there. It just. And it's yeah, it's incredibly awkward. And I'm glad I'm glad they didn't. All right, bringing it. Yeah, sorry. So bringing it back around, uh, Sark leaves the command ship, um, and basically threatens Flint and Yori, like, "Give, tell me where he is." Yada yada yada. He wants the information, but they can't give it to him because you know they think Tron's dead. Um, Sark's then like. I'm going to leave this ship in order for it to be de-resoluted with mm. everyone on it. That means you, in case you didn't realize what I was talking about. In case about. you wanted me to hit you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes off in a shuttle with a bunch of captured programs. Or, sorry, he goes back at it. Uh, when Sark gets down there, he attempts, he sees the NPC. We kind of see him absorbing mm. the captive programs. Because um, the MCP's whole thing, in case you couldn't figure it out by this point, is he hijacks programs from other softwares that he has hacked into and absorbs them into his own to make him more powerful. Uh, and essentially, I'm pretty sure the MCP's point tra- attempt here is to take over and mm-hmm. run the world more efficiently in kind of an Ultron mm-hmm. situation. Also really making me wonder why everyone uses AI to like the same extent of we can operate the world better than humans. It's, I mean, like seriously. Yeah. That's a big thing about like speculative fiction is like, there's always that, there's always that thing about efficiency of like, I can do this so much better than the humans can. And it's, it's definitely now it's a cliche, but I don't think at the time it really was. Yeah. It's just everything kind of spun off from that. I would love to see more of, um, an AI just tries to be human and goes yeah, mad yeah, from it. Because it's humanity is unknowable to something that isn't human. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of these Logic movies. Logic is unlogical. Yeah, it's kind of their yeah. waking power here. Oh, and we kind of skipped over it, but we also had that scene there of Tron's like, you're a user. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we talked yeah. about that a little bit earlier. But it, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite lines yeah. in this movie. Of you just kind of do what you think you're supposed to be doing and hope that it yeah. works out for the best. That's a, yeah, it's a great perspective. And I I love that because it totally like destroys this god complex that Tron mm-hmm. has with the users. But it doesn't like it doesn't destroy. Yeah, him in the no, process. it just he's just like oh I need to rethink that. Yeah. Um. So Tron sees other captive programs. Oh yeah, Tron survived. Surprise! Uh, and he is runs into Sark, who he then fights in a disc battle. 
Um, they, the Sark says something, and Tron has the dumbest line oh. in this movie. Where he responds with, yeah, but I'm better. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't remember what Sark says. But he's just like, we could have made a great team. And then starts doing that. He's like, I'm also better yeah. than you. And then he throws his, uh... normally the de-resolution just happens immediately. But no, he gets, Sark's case. he gets scalped. Uh, yeah, throws it, <laughs> not just scalped. He throws this thing right down the middle yeah. of this guy's skull, where his brain and just gets yeah. like freaking, like his yeah. God, he just gets like sl- yeah, split like a log, open. man. You see, like all of like the brain pieces too. It's, ugh, it's but they're all digital. Um, the MCP seeing that Sark has lost gives him some all of his power, as he says, and uh, apparently Stark grows to gigantic sizes. Yeah, but honestly, the camera angling they used at the very first was like, wait, he's yeah. big now. What the hell? Yeah, it's it's a weird. Like, I f- it feels like they were just like, how do we make this fight more intense? Make him bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. At this point, Flynn's also stopped the uh, the shuttle yeah. from blowing up. Uh, but it did make it all wireframey, mm-hmm. which was cool. I'm I'm not sure what purpose yeah. it serves. Oh yeah, and before Flynn jumps into the MCP, um, that's where in him yeah, and that's where it kiss, happens. and it's like what? It's weirdly it forced, is. and it's like we got they barely yeah. interacted. Like, why? And like he he kind oh, of yeah, him. and it's like what? This didn't need to happen. Like she's also she's a program. She doesn't even know what. Yeah, kiss not really. Is. Right. It's it, it it's is, just weird. and it's just one of those it's not good. I yeah, it, the way this handles like this movie handles romance is definitely like wonky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was one Agreed. where the rom- romance was not needed except for maybe with Alan and Yeah, exa- Laura. yeah, exactly. Cuz like it wasn't over yeah, the head. They just, or yeah, they just Yeah, they just it just was. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, at this point, Flynn leaps into the beam um, of the NPC, which distracts him. Um, Yori mentions to Flynn that it mm. should kill him. I think that's why Flynn, what Flynn's logic was there, yeah, but yeah. I, who knows. Um, jumps in, distracts him. Uh, there's a break appears in the MCP shield, which Tron then throws his frisbee into. Uh, hitting it perfectly, destroying the MCP and Sark. Also ending the MCP's control over the entirety of the mainframe. Mm. Um, allowing everyone to communicate with their users yet again. This is probably one of my favorite, like, from a tech standpoint, one of my favorite scenes is just the world going Yeah, all through. the lines and colors appearing. and Right. It's, it's really something, it's, it's really, it's a really beautiful sequence. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. At this point, Flynn reappears in the real world. There was a moment between Tron and Yori where Yori then kisses mm-hmm. Tron. Which I wish they had just um, cut the Flynn kiss and put in the Tron-Yori kiss. Because I feel like that would have... Yeah, and it would have felt earned. 
like because like we know they're romantically involved we know they care about each other and they went on an adventure together for half the movie yeah it makes so, a lot more sense yeah. um so yeah flynn rematerializes re- at the terminal in his i forgot to mention this earlier his awesome jacket <laughs> oh yeah like i love that arcade that jacket like I might look into seeing if oh, someone's recreated. The internet. Somebody probably has. Oh yeah, and it's Tron. Of course, someone's recreated. They definitely it. have. Yeah. Um, here, um, there is also a printout next to the computer, uh, showing that Dillinger had uh, plagiarized mm-hmm. all of those games. Um. So that happens. <laughs> uh, Dillinger enters the office. Yeah. And it's printed out on his freaking terminal. I, I wish, I, I hope that um, Flynn did that on purpose. Like, he sent that to his desk terminal just to, like, be a certain, just to be petty. I no. wouldn't put it over him. Like, that's a real <laughs> Flynn move. And I love that the printout literally just says, yeah, Flynn did it. He did, the Dillinger didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, the next, so he's defeated. Uh, Flynn is promoted to CEO of Encom. And I don't think they ever actually say yeah, that. Yeah, no, it just kind of happens. Just happens. Um, cause the final scene of this movie, which is just trash. This last scene is terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> the helicopter comes, uh, yeah. So Allie and Laura are on the roof watching as this helicopter comes flying in. Flynn comes out in a suit. He does not look nearly as good as the suit as he does in the yeah, jacket and jeans. No. Um, and he's like, greetings, programs. And that's the end of the yep. movie. <laughs> it's like, okay, how do <laughs> we how do we end this sucker? Uh... <laughs> I just, I just don't know yeah, why. The... You could tell, like, they were. It was. It's about the journey, not the destination, with this movie. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. which is such a cliche thing to say, but it's very true for for Tron. It's about it's about the sights. It's about the sounds. It's not about like learning some kind of lesson. It's not about. It's certainly yeah. About it's the all. Visuals. It's about the visuals, and I mean, there is a yeah. lesson there. There is. There are themes, of course. This isn't, uh, you know, David Benioff, D.B. Weiss type situation. They actually care about themes in this movie. But, you know, it's like, I realize I just probably made a very strange reference, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, the people are used <laughs> to it by this point. Um, um, so something we kind of glossed over is there's a few, like, really cool um, and really distracting uh, Easter eggs yes. in this movie. One in particular being that Pac-Man Which is just randomly really in the scene. Upsets me. <laughs> right. Well, but I don't like Pac-Man, Pac-Man, but it's during like an intense interaction between Sark and the MCP, and he's and you're supposed to be feeling like, like okay, like what are these people feeling? But you're distracted because in the background you just have this big yellow thing going waka 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 waka, and you're just like I can't I can't focus on the dialogue here. <laughs> I admit, Pac-Man is distracting. And it is, about everything. And especially because in that scene, it's so loud. Yeah, it's bad. 
The Pong Paddles also yeah. make an appearance at one point. Um, because this movie was actually heavily inspired by um, Lisberger playing mm. Tron or playing Pong, which makes um, that's actually where the idea right, of the which, that makes came perfect from. sense. Yeah. So yeah, I like the little nods like that. And yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else for this uh, this yeah. movie. Oh, um, uh, one thing at the end uh, when the MCP dies it turns into just this old man on a typewriter. <laughs> For, oh, yeah, it's, it's it does. another like blink and you miss it thing. Like it's, it just like turn. It's, yeah. he like spins a lot and then he slows down. It's this old guy typing on a typewriter and then he just fades away. And it's like, Oh, I would think it was supposed to be some sort of allegory for the whole thing that they kept going to of like, old people are getting pushed I out of guess, tech i don't know like but it, it, just, it really it was weird. weird um yeah that was that was a weird choice i feel like if they had like yeah, this... done more with like the mcp mcp's background that would have been more impactful but i just don't think it it didn't make sense well i think what it was supposed yeah. to be was i th- think it was the same old man as the guy no, who started that's the Dumont. company yeah or is that demand so it might have been like they might have had something where planned for it was like it was another partner who wrote it originally or maybe. some shit like that i don't know um, right or maybe it could have been a thing of like they that they occasionally do it in, do in movies where it's like who who could this possibly be yeah, you'll find out yeah. next time because they wanted it to be a franchise but, but... alas yeah right like they're doing freaking Jumanji, the Jumanji movies with every goddamn fucking The Rock. And, uh, you don't I love like them, those movies? But, uh, no, I love those movies, but man, the way they end all of those oh, movies yeah, is frustrating. Right. Anyways, we've gone through yeah, Tron. Um, we've gone through the entirety of the plot. I think it's safe to say yeah, we like this no, movie, it's, guys. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, like, it's not... Like, here's the thing. Um, it's bad, right? It's a bad movie, but I love it. I wouldn't even say it's bad. I would say it's actually pretty good. There's just a couple of parts that haven't yeah, aged. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I what I always say is this movie's trash, but it's my trash. Like it's the kind of like it's it's that kind of movie where it's like I'm just happy it's here. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, and I I like. Didn't know going into it that this would make me, like now I just want there to be other shit set in this digital oh, yeah. universe. Like give me a, give me a sitcom, you know, just what's, <laughs> just I'm like at the local bar out. inside this uh, inside this digital Cheers universe, you know. Yeah, exactly. Where every program knows your name. <laughs> yeah. It's just Facebook. Where everybody knows your code, you know? <laughs> no, dude, go watch that. Check out Tron Uprising. It's a TV series that ended up... That got ended really after cool. one season. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. But speaking of um, mm-hmm. more of this universe, I'm bringing back a oh, segment God. to the show. Uh, there's a segment we have this show on, should this world oh, be in Kingdom God. Hearts? <laughs> and I say that because this world is in Kingdom Hearts. It is. This version of the world is not great. <laughs> <laughs> this version kind of sucks. 
But man, if it doesn't yeah. have one of the coolest keyblades. It does. And yeah, it's this this version of the world's tough because it's so there's so much possibility, but the actual like world itself is very like empty. It's almost. very bland and boring. But where it does nail it is Sora as a Tron character. Yeah. And it's he looks, that is he wonderful. Looks good as a Tron character. Okay, enough Kingdom Hearts talk. I got my little bit yeah, for the please. day. <laughs> Guys, we're at the end of the show now. Um, I feel like we've had a pretty good time, and we're going to keep this train rolling with next week's episode. Hey. We're talking about Tron Legacy next week. Yeah, you get more Nick. More Nick and more Tron. We're going back to back. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's better than one week of Nick? Two. Two weeks. No, the answer Nick. is no weeks. Yeah. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Never forget, you invited me. Let me see if I can find the tweet. If you don't bring me on for Tron, I'm going to take it as a personal offense. I mean, and I and I would have. <laughs> Fair enough. You didn't have you didn't have to invite me. I was just speaking I was just saying my piece. Fair enough indeed. Um Nick, in customary podcast fashion, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on the internet and places. You can find me at Zick Willer on pretty much everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever you feel like. Uh, you know, just kind of doing my thing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Evan, what are you up to these days? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that Evan Jordan. Uh, and I'm, I'm working on some stuff, Griffin. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not ready to, to plug that just yet. You know, yeah, you'll go, go follow me on Twitter. Yeah, keep an eye out there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Griffy Dpad. That's G R I F F I D P A D. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at D Plus Us for updates on when shows go live, what shows we're doing, eventually some funny random content that I have planned. Man, I would love to get my hands on a Tron cabinet and do that, but that's way too <laughs> way too impossible. Yeah, good luck. Hey, I would just go to Ground Control. It's a barcade in Portland, but they're closed, rightfully so. Ground Control to Major yeah. Tom. I'd be I'd be very angry if they were open. So that's all we've got for this week. So until next time, have a magical day.